Hi guys, today we're going to talk about the Federal Reserve Statement in Congress. Don't you ever feel like when you listen to a video, people always start off with that. Hi guys. Hi. I'm here. Hello. I don't know. I am in a wonderful mood because we just finished our first ever pressure cooker pot roast. It was delicious and I'm now I'm full and comfortable and I just want to do this recording in the most comfortable way possible. This is what I'm going to do. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. We're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put in HTBT name in a member field and you'll get a sweet mug. Tons of great benefits. And you help us as we proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. Man, I love that intro yesterday so much. I just played it over again. I just, oh, sometimes I think I'm funny. Sometimes I think I'm stupid and corny and all that stuff. Man, it was well worth the copyright infringement, let me tell you. But I thought there were some interesting things that were happening in the Fed and something that Senator Brown brought up that was telling, which we should all know by now. We should have all caught on to the game. But it's really telling for those of you who may be still holding out on high hopes we're going to get into the, all that today and just have a good, comfortable, cozy time, you know, because I had this delicious meal that's just simmering and I'm all warm and toasty. And plus, it's like 80 degrees outside. So when you have a hot meal, it's 80 degrees. It's, you know, wonderful. Before we do that, though, we got to tell you about Kingsman Grooming Pros. Kingsman Grooming Products right here. Got all of them. They're starting to get emptier and more empty. I like use them and I put them back to so be on the display. They are a Christian company that makes phenomenal products that gives you 10% off when you put HTBT in the memo field when you check out. Support a Christian company with products you're already buying. Upgrade your products to being premier phenomenal grooming kits, beard oils, beard balms, hair products, leather wallets, belts, skincare, all phenomenal, great products. You need to check them out. Order some now just so you don't forget. You know how it goes. Like, oh, I'll order it when I need some, and then you're just in the habit. No, go over there right now, kingsmangroomingpros.com, and order some. Just so you have it, put in HTBT, get that 10% off, support Christian company and get 10 or get 10% off. Yeah, you do get that 10% off, but you also get great quality products. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. I've been listening to Parks and Rec lately and man, the office really is so much better. If you have any questions, comments, you can reach out to me, how to build a tent. You can email me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. Love to hear from you. And man, I just got the most encouraging email the other day of somebody who said, hey, I just want to let you know. I was somebody who was miserable at my job, and now I'm in e-commerce, Amazon sales, solo, on our own. And I, oh my gosh, that just makes it so much worth it. That makes me warm and toasty inside. More than a delicious, you know, pressure cooker pot meal is to see you guys be encouraged, to be motivated, to go out and better yourselves, better your careers, and do things you love. I mean, I really believe, in most cases, God has given us the opportunity to do things that we enjoy and love while we serve the Lord. So that just makes me really, really happy. Now, let's go to this. Now, I'm going to try to keep this short. I cut it up in little clips, and I'm just going hit to like, hit a little clip and then talk about it. Clip, talk about it, clip, talk about it, and try to keep it entertaining and, you know, and entertaining and informational. That's what I wanted to say. And that could be a challenge when we're talking about a Fed chairman, but let's see how it goes. Here's the first clip. The economic expansion is well into its 11th year and is the longest on record. 
Over the second half of last year, economic activity increased at a moderate pace, and the labor market strengthened further as the economy appeared resilient to the global headwinds that it had intensified last summer. Now, he's giving a report on how things are, what they're doing, all this stuff. And he talks about here how great the economy is doing compared to the rest of the world. Now, it's not doing great like the best ever as far as GDP growth and all that stuff. But we are healthy. We're stable. I mean, arguably. (laughs) But all the signs are good compared to the rest of the world. The rest of the world is not doing too well right now. The coronavirus, which I have to admit, I was wrong. I was saying it wasn't a big deal. I don't understand why the stock market is reacting the way it is. But... (laughs) On my defense, I didn't really understand that it was something that was leaked out of the Chinese, you know, research factory or whatever, and they're hiding it and all that stuff. That was just one of the normal, the normal things. But anyways, I want this, and I'm telling you this, because you should have confidence. You should be thinking about how this impacts your career, how this impacts your business. If you're thinking of starting a company, it looks like things are don't going well right now. It looks like things are going well. And so that should be encouraging. That should give you optimism when you're thinking about investing to starting a company, thinking about going for a raise, thinking about looking for another job. All this is good signs. Inflation has been low and stable, but has continued to run below the FOMC's symmetric 2% objective. Job gains averaged 200,000 per month in the second half of last year, and an additional 225,000 jobs were added in January. The pace of job gains has remained above what is needed to provide jobs for new workers entering the labor force, allowing the unemployment rate to move down further over the course of last year. Now, this is interesting because and maybe it's because we were just coming off a recession, but I remember saying we need at minimum 250. And now maybe it's because we're so far into the recovery that the numbers have to be 200,000 to 225 a month to keep things healthy. So maybe that's why there's a discrepancy. But I thought I remembered that. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. But I thought that was interesting. But here again, he's saying that our economy is in a place where we can sustain the amount of people that are coming into the workforce, which keep in your back in your mind as we continue through this. The unemployment rate was 3.6% last month and has been near half century lows for more than a year. That is an impressive, impressive stat. Unemployment has been at lows haven't, that haven't been seen for 50 years. 50 years. Now, I want you to step back and I want you to think, and a lot of you are at an age where you can do this, where you can go back and remember pre-Obama and how that felt with the economy. You were probably really scared because we had a disaster happen under Bush. The financial crisis happened. And then... Obama came onto the scenes and it was still not good. We didn't have optimism. We didn't have record low unemployment. We didn't have wage growth. We had scraps. We had people taking two or three part-time jobs. We had people still struggling to get by. That's what I remember. And now I want you to think about today. For the last couple years, isn't the mood completely different? Isn't the outlook on the future completely different? I mean, we're seeing that in the polls. We're seeing that in the statistics. It's not just our anecdotal self-perception on how things are. But I know that a majority of you feel the same way. And we need to remember that as we vote. 
because it's just as easy for us to go back to the way they were where we fall for the trap the trap of hope and change that we need to take care of the poor that we need to do all these programs in the government where it's going to go back to where we were before where we were uncertain where we were worried where we did not have confidence in the future let's not take that for granted today job openings remain plentiful Employers are increasingly willing to hire workers with fewer skills and to train them. As a result, the benefits of a strong labor market have become more widely shared. So for those of you looking for a promotion, start going for those jobs that maybe you don't necessarily feel like you're qualified for. There's a lot of job descriptions out there where they just put everything. They don't expect you to have it, but they just put everything. It's like a wish list. And sometimes that can intimidate you and make you not feel like you're qualified for the job. But it looks like in what the Fed is saying is that there are employers that are more willing today to train people that do not have all the skills. So it's not even that you have most of the skills, but that there's some skills they're willing to train you on. So go for that big promotion. Go for that big job opportunity and see what happens. This is a great time to be doing it. Unemployment is low, which means that there's job openings. He was talking about how there's job openings coming. There's coming up. There's plenty of jobs being produced or created. So this is the time for us to start furthering our career and start to take those leaps and get trained for things that we don't normally do. Step out of our comfort zones because when the economy goes down, that's going to be less of an opportunity. So let's seize the opportunities when they are available because the economy ebbs and flows. And who knows how long this record run is going to last. But I mean, I'm not saying it's going to end soon, but I'm just saying let's take advantage of it while we can and there's a lot more. So I want to talk about, again, the senator and his tailing sign of where the Democrats are. And there's a, some more of the speech that I want to get into. But first, got to talk about FaithfulCounseling.com. The follow. Oh, I read a part that I shouldn't have. Uh, oh. As a Christian, you know, God is always there for you. I, I don't like this talking point. I don't really read it quite honestly. But Faithful Counseling has online counselors. They connect you with professional Christian counselors in a safe and private online environment that is convenient. You usually end up scheduling them weekly. They have licensed professionals that are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, sleeping, anger, family conflicts, grief, trauma. Sometimes you just need to talk to somebody and they are there for you. There's 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states available worldwide. So if you are international and there are some of you and you want an American counselor, hey, maybe this is for you. You can text, chat, phone, use a phone or video Communicate within 24 hours of reaching out to them. Available at desktop, mobile web, Android, iOS app. You can schedule a video or phone session. They have a broad expertise in their network. It's secure, secure convenient, professional, affordable. Best of all, you, you get 10% off when you go to faithfulcounseling.com slash HTBT. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash HTBT. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs. Get matched with a counselor you love. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash HTBT. And get 10% off your first month. Let's get back into what Chairman Powell has to say. GDP rose at a moderate rate over the second half of last year. Growth in consumer spending moderated toward the end of the year following earlier strong increases. But the fundamentals supporting household spending remain solid. Did you catch that? For lower income, the people that the Democrats are supposed to be for under Trump's economy has been growing. Their opportunities have been growing. Their wages have been increasing. 
things are looking good for minorities that have traditionally been neglected, that traditionally have been left behind. And the growth of the economy as a whole has been helping them. So just remember that as we go into election season, remember how you felt under Obama. Remember how you felt through those eight years and contrast that with how you feel now. It can get worse and it will get worse if we vote the wrong people into office. I promise you that. Residential investment turned up in the second half, but business investment and exports were weak, largely reflecting sluggish growth abroad and trade developments. Those same factors weighed on activity at the nation's factories, whose output declined over the first half of 2019 and has been little changed on net since then. There's been headwinds to trade and a number of other things, the slowing down of the economies around the world, and we're still doing well. We're still doing well. Now the trade war is definitely subsided. I don't even know if a phase two is going to happen, quite honestly. Phase one might just be the exit for both sides to save face and they go on from here. Just from listening to how the communication, how we're starting to prosecute professors, we're going after people that conveniently weren't uh, you know, brought up at all under the Democrats, mainly because they're professors and they're all Democrats. <laughs> But I just I just would be I wouldn't be surprised if there is no phase two and it's just the phase one and that's it. They agreed on what they could and now they've parted ways. But the escalation of the tariffs have gone away and that that means that we're going to open up to more opportunity, more growth in the economy. The February monetary policy report discusses the recent weakness in manufacturing. Some of the uncertainties around trade have diminished recently, but risks to the outlook remain. In particular, we're closely monitoring the emergence of the coronavirus, which could lead to disruptions in China that spill over to the rest of the global economy. I don't know if you've heard, but there's actually been reports where the Chinese have been subduing and going after and holding captive journalists who have been trying to report this and how severe it is and that it's being underreported. So something to keep an eye on, something to uh, pay attention to as the days unfold. Stay safe. Don't travel to China. Inflation ran below the the FOMC's symmetric 2% objective throughout 2019. Over the 12 months through December, overall inflation based on the price index for personal consumption expenditures was 1.6%. Core inflation, which excludes the volatile food and energy prices, was also 1.6%. So what was really interesting here to me is the core inflation, which is removing the volatile, was the same rate as the normal bucket that they look at which to me tells me that the things that are typically volatile have been stable. This is a very interesting time that we are in with such low inflation with low interest rates where we can't seem to get it up to that 2% number that they are targeting for. You know, Agree or disagree with the number, it's very interesting that they can't get to where they want to go with inflation. Over the next few months, we expect inflation to move closer to 2% as unusually low readings from early 2019 drop out of the 12-month calculation. So all he's saying here is it's a math formula. It's rolling 12 months, and they're waiting for those lower time, those lower numbers to be phased out so they're not part of the calculation, and inflation is going to jump up because of that uncharacteristic low inflation. So we're starting to see things cost more. Make sure you're getting your wage increases, and make sure for you with your businesses are raising prices accordingly. The nation faces important longer-run challenges. Labor force participations by indiv- participation by individuals in their prime working years 
is at its highest rate in more than a decade. Did you catch that? Labor force participation rate for prime working years at its highest level. However, it remains lower than in most other advanced economies, and there are troubling labor market disparities across racial and ethnic groups and across regions of the country. In a decade. So since Obama, since the beginning of Obama's reign, people are going back to work. People are looking for work. People are participating in the workforce because if you remember, we've talked about it before. You've probably heard it before. Unemployment does not consider people that are not looking for jobs. So that's a big deal. Now, this is the interesting thing. Jobs are growing in minority places in where they're, they're, they live. Wages are increasing in those areas. But somehow, people aren't looking for jobs at a rate that is commensurate, is that a word to say, or as equal rate as other parts of the country. Now, why do you think that is? And I have a theory, and I could be wrong. I have no facts to prove this, but I would bet there's a strong correlation with the breakdown of the family in those areas, single mothers, multiple kids, where they are not motivated to work, they don't have a work ethic, and they don't want to because there's got to be some reason that they're not going for jobs. They don't want to go for jobs. Why is that? My guess is the family because their wages are going up and there are more opportunities in those areas for people to get a job. So what does that tell you? It's not because the wages are dropping. It's not because they're getting less opportunities, but it's because their desire has gone down for some reason. Who knows what it is, but I have a strong suspicion it has to do with the family breakdown. In addition, although it is encouraging that productivity growth, the main engine for raising wages and living standards over the longer term, has moved up recently, productivity gains have been subpar throughout this long economic expansion. Finding ways to boost labor force participation and productivity growth would benefit Americans and should remain a national priority. Okay, productivity gains. I think that's going to help with the trade war, especially people not wanting to go to China. People are going to be looking to produce, perhaps back in the United States. Uh, so I think there's great opportunity there. I'm going to cut off some clips. We're running out of our time. Now, I want to get to the senator because it's really important. We'll try to end in a couple minutes. This last one by Senator Brown, which is funny, who's sitting next to Senator Crapo, Crapo Brown. You know, that's just my schoolboy humor coming out again. Listen to this garbage. Who do you have at the Fed working on bold and creative ways to use the Fed's authority, some, some tools we probably don't know about, um, using your authorities to help working families that aren't benefiting from economic growth. If, 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 what can you do to make sure that our, most of our economic growth, not a sliver of it, but most of our economic growth ends up in workers' pockets? Did you catch that? He just asked, what can you do as the Federal Reserve to make sure that all of the prosperity, all of the profits, all of the gain, the growth goes to a specific group of Americans. And he said, you maybe even have tools we don't even know about. You know, the people that are supposed to hold you accountable. But can you just go do something to favor one group of people over another group of people? Can you use your authority, your unchecked authority? Remember, we don't audit the Fed. No one listened to Ron Paul. No one listened to um, his father, Rand Paul. I said Ron Paul, didn't I? Ron Paul and Rand Paul. But he is wanting the Fed 
to use their powers to limit, to hold down a group of people and prop up other people. And don't you dare think that they're not doing this in every other area that they have power and control. And what's even scarier, and I can't play it because we're running out of time, is Powell says that's not our role, thankfully. But then he says other agencies can do that. Excuse me? No, he's not talking about Congress. He's talking about other agencies have the power to promote, to benefit, to help grow, and others to suppress. That's a free America. That's America of the land and the free. That is what's going to be a sustainable economy. No, it's not. No, it's not. That gives me the chills. I am scared to death of that. He came out and said where it's recorded for podcasters, for everybody to see, what are you doing to limit some groups but promote other groups that I think you should be promoting? Did we not just hear how opportunity is growing for everybody? Wages are growing up for everybody. Production's going up for everyone. He didn't care. This was the first question after this response. What are you going to do to help certain people and not others? Un-American. We cannot have a government that is that is showing favoritism, that is distorting justice. These are unrighteous policies. We need to be informed. We need to stand up. We need to fight back and vote for Trump in 2020. We'll talk to you tomorrow.